0: Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. During party conversation or at a trivia night, you may have heard the fun little fact that humans and bananas share 50 or even 60% of the same DNA. There seems to be a lot of differences, though, between a person and a piece of yellow fruit, starting with the fact that one is an animal and the other is a plant. But actually, there is some truth to that startling statistic, but it's not the whole truth. This urban legend of sorts likely originated from a program run by the National Human Genome Research Institute back in 2013, although similar data may have been run elsewhere. Genetics expert Dr. Lawrence Brody and his colleagues generated some banana human information to be included as part of an educational Smithsonian Museum of Natural History video called The Animated Genome. That video noted that DNA between a human and a banana is 41% similar. So, in order to find out how this similarity was determined, we talked with Dr. Brody himself. He explained that, first, it's important to understand the difference between DNA and protein products. You can think of DNA as the blueprint of a house, and protein products as the actual house, because all of the information is in there. Uh, Then, think of human DNA as the blueprint for a ranch home, and banana DNA as that of a condo. In each house, a bunch of things are similar, the plumbing, bathrooms, kitchen, but the end products are both quite different. That's how it works with humans versus just about everything else, from bananas to chimpanzees. The second thing to keep in mind is that genes, which are the regions of DNA that code for these proteins, only make up about 2% of your DNA. In order to compare humans and bananas, scientists first looked at the sequences of genes in a typical banana genome. Brody said... We then used these DNA sequences to predict the amino acid sequence of all the proteins that would be made from those genes. We then did the same process for all human genes. All of the protein sequences were placed in a file. Next, the scientists compared the protein sequence from each banana gene to every human gene. Brody said, The program compares how similar the sequence of the banana genes are to each human gene— program kept any matches that were more similar than one would expect by chance. The program continued doing this gene by gene. All told, more than 4 million comparisons were done, resulting in about 7,000 best hits between the two genomes. Then, the percent similarity score for each of those hits was averaged. Brody said, This gave us the result of about 40%. This is the average similarity between proteins, gene products, not genes— Gene products or proteins are the biochemical material resulting from a gene becoming functional. Brody continued, Of course, there are many, many genes in our genome that do not have a recognizable counterpart in the banana genome and vice versa. In case that's a bit difficult to chew and swallow, let's break it down. Essentially, they took all of the banana genes and compared them one at a time to human genes— From that, they called a degree of similarity. If the banana had the gene but the human didn't, that didn't get counted. And about 60% of our genes have a recognizable counterpart in the banana genome. Brody explained, Of those 60%, the proteins encoded by them are roughly 40% identical when we compare the amino acid sequence of the human protein to its equivalent in the banana. It may seem shocking that so many genes and so many of the proteins that they create are similar in two such vastly different beings as a person and a banana. But when you think about it, it's not that shocking. Brody explained, If you think about what we do for living and what a banana does, there's a lot of things we do the same way, like consuming oxygen. A lot of those genes are just fundamental to life. So, when people repeat the percentages being a similarity of DNA— Actually, what the research looked at was the similarity of gene products. Brody reassured us, it's a pretty minor mistake. The kernel that you would take home is that we have something in common with a banana and a potato and a pine tree. That part is true. The fine point about the gene products or the DNA, it's easy to see how that would get translated incorrectly. So, if a scientist looked at the DNA sequence of a banana and compared it with the DNA of a human, it would not align. We also spoke via email with Mike Francis, a PhD student in bioinformatics at the University of Georgia. He explained, you share 50% of your DNA with each of your parents, but with bananas, we share about 50% of our genes. As we said earlier, genes make up just 2% of your DNA. So what's the other 98% made up of? Well, 8% of the rest of your DNA regulates genes as to whether a gene should be turned on or off. The other 90% appears to have unknown functions or functions that have been lost through evolution. Francis said, These unknown sections of DNA used to commonly be called junk DNA because it was thought to do nothing. I hesitate to use the phrase junk DNA because each year it seems we realize more of this junk is actually functional. Humans don't just share a high percentage of protein encoding genes with bananas. We also share 85% of those genes with a mouse— And we share 61% of disease-causing genes with a fruit fly. Brody said, The remarkable thing is that despite being very far apart in evolutionary time, we can still find a common signature in the genome of a common ancestor. These are preserved because the genome of an organism that lived billions of years ago contained genes that helped cells live and reproduce. Those same genes are preserved in us and plants. Francis added that humans likely share about 1% of their DNA with other fruits as well. He said, this is because all life that exists on Earth has evolved from a single cell that originated about 1.6 billion years ago. In a sense, we're all relatives. Today's episode was written by Alia Hoyt and produced by Tyler Klang. Brainstuff is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more on this and lots of other topics that are different but do similar things, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com. And for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.